Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, how are you doing? Tired, but in the best way. Why are you tired? Because we just wrapped up a fantastic trip in Oregon at Bandon Dunes. Three days, 36 holes a day, um, feet are killing, but again, in the best way. Uh, Just what a cool place. Now, we should make it really clear... We literally just finished uh, this, and we played our last 36 holes this morning. We've just driven back, well, I guess this afternoon, really. Yeah. We've just driven back uh, from Bandon to Eugene, Oregon, about four hours, stopped for dinner in North Bend, Oregon, along the way. So we are absolutely <laughs> exhausted. For, forgive any any uh, little mistakes, little tweaks here, because it has been a long, long trip. Um, <laughs> but, but it's yeah. been a very good one. Oh my gosh, amazing! So so good. So we, Ian and I, have talked a lot about how we want uh, the band and episodes to go, and I think what we're going to end up doing is a part one and a part two. And this will be part one. Right. Um, and I, I think in this one, we're going to go over how we got out here, how we planned everything, the courses, um, whether we were happy with how we did it, whether we would change anything. And then in part two, we'll talk about uh, the future at Bandon. And we also sat down earlier this week and interviewed a Bandon character uh, named Shu. And some people might have seen him on social media. He has a... a Twitter following and people kind of make it a, a point to always get a picture with him and speak with him when they get there. Which we did, and and that'll be that that'll be awesome. Shoes the man for those who haven't met him. <laughs> uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, do it because it's it's a little taste into every day at Bandon, and it's pretty cool. So look out for that in um, part two, uh, in a future episode. So for those that don't know, I'm based um, now in North Carolina. Ian is based in South Carolina. So getting out to, to Oregon is tough. Getting to Bandon is even tougher. And we looked at how many flight options uh, Ian did to get out here. Quite a few. And, and even I looked at them out of Savannah, um, which is the closest airport to Hilton Head, uh, for the dates that we were going to go that we decided on. And very rarely does the American uh, app come back with no options, and this was the case with, with, with this, um, and, and that, that particular time frame that we were kind of uh, uh, for work. So, What we ended up doing is both driving to Charlotte, North Carolina, hub, yeah. and to get out here, we flew Charlotte, <clears throat> Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix, Eugene, Oregon, and then drove down from Eugene. Which is about two and a half hours. Which is about two and a half yeah. hours. We could have flown into Portland, mm-hmm. or we could have tried to fly into North Bend. Portland is about, what, four and a half hours or so? Yeah, four hours, 15 minutes, something like that. And North Bend is about 25 or 30 minutes. North Bend is obviously kind of option A, but it's really United that flies into Port, uh, excuse me, into North Bend. Right. And even that, some of those flights don't run all year round. We're recording this right now in March, where we were here in March uh, 13, 14, 15, and some of those flights weren't running. Um, before we get any further, I'll say March 13th was <laughs> Ian's birthday. So the first day of the trip, yeah. And March 15th is my birthday. So this it, was not planned. This was this was the the what uh, dates worked for for work, and it was a happy coincidence to spend both our birthdays out in Bandon. So can't complain. It, it was a great way to do it. My biggest surprise of the trip, 
and I, I had been to Bannon before, but um, my biggest surprise of the trip was the drive from oh my gosh. Eugene Airport down to Bandon. Yeah. It, you kind of cut across out to the Oregon coast and then drive down the coast. And man alive, it was absolutely gorgeous. There were multiple times that we stopped and got out of the car at overlooks and viewpoints just to kind of soak it all in. Um, I'd like to come back out here with my wife who doesn't play golf and just drive up and down the Oregon coast and yeah. on a road trip because it, it was gorgeous. Last time I was here, I flew into North Bend. Um, and while it was more convenient, if I have the time next time, I'm definitely going to fly into Eugene. Oh my gosh. This was actually a really nice way to do it. I'm going to go out of my way to fly into Eugene. And it kind of, you know, with these with these beautiful, you know, dunescapes along the coast, and it kind of builds the anticipation for what's to come at the resort, too, uh, I thought. But also, you kind of get through. Um, uh, we, we, we got a good light and all that sort of stuff. We a good time of day to drive down. But also... It's just gorgeous no matter what. You know, no matter what time you, you drive down, you go across these rivers, um, bays, these big drawbridges. Uh, you're kind of winding through these mountain mountainous passes. And, and then you get to the coast with these big dunescapes that you're like, you felt like you were in the uh, in the Appalachian Mountains at some points. You felt like you were, you said even, the, even like maybe the Alps. Uh, yeah. With these like Alpine like lakes. Alpine and lakes. Like, yeah, yep. just, just crazy. Um, in a two and a half hour little stint. Uh, so, so cool. Well, let's let's jump now and talk yeah. about the time of year we're here and why we chose to come out in March. Right. Um, part of that was just timing for work yeah. and when schedules allowed. But we also spoke to a bunch of people at Bandon and tried to get a sense of, are we dumb for trying to come out here in March? And, you know, the dates in May had been floated around and they said, you know, no, you can come out in March and catch some some really good days. And lo and behold, we came out and caught three days where we barely saw a cloud. Yeah. The, 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 really, the only clouds that we saw were like that first day, that first morning at Old Mac. Um, and we got it like a little drizzled the first hole, and then it was literally perfect the rest of the trip. It, we looked out. Temperatures were cold in the morning. I'd say, you know, what, it was about 37 this morning. Yeah. Warmed up to right around 60 degrees. Yeah. Um, with a breeze. So I, it didn't really feel 60. It probably was you know, mid fifties. Right. But we lucked out. You can catch some bad weather. Um, June, July, and August tend to be, uh, drier than, than every other month, but also very Um, windy too. And also very windy. So you kind of run the risk and, and the pricing changes throughout the year. So you can come in the winter and catch better pricing than the summer. Um, and also in, in the coming years, be careful about when you're coming out to Bannon because they, uh, they're hosting a couple big events, including uh, USGA four ball, um, and the USAM and the USAM. Yeah. So you, you don't really want to, I guess you are going to fly out here without having anything booked, but don't, you know, take the dates off work and book your flights and then plan to call them. Cause you might find out that, uh, sorry, that the USGA is in town. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and which is great for them. Uh, it'll be cool to see, uh, cool to see Bannon on TV, especially there's some wind, uh, that summer or those summers, um, and see how the players handle it. Cause we kind of got a taste of, uh, of what's to come, where they're going to put some tees and stuff like that. So pretty, pretty cool. So how many rounds of golf did we play? I, I know you mentioned it already. And where did we decide to play them? So we played <laughs> three straight days of 36 holes. So we, the first day, uh, we started out at Old Mac, uh, Old McDonald. 
Um, and then uh, in the morning, and then we went over and played Band and Dunes in the afternoon. Um, second day, we uh, we started off at uh, Pacific Dunes and then uh, played Old Mac again. Uh, and then the third day, uh, started out at Bandon Trails and then went out and played Pacific Dunes again. Um, and this was kind of, uh, kind of our choice. We kind of were in talks with the people at Bandon, like what they would suggest that we do, like how, if they were, if they were going to plan a trip, how would they do it essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of what they recommended. Uh, you've been out before and you hadn't seen old McDonald when you were out there. Yeah. So, so it was important to me they, that we see old McDonald, which and, you really enjoyed. Yeah, and twice was hey, all the better. And we'll get into each of the courses, but, right. um, also we should say the preserve was closed while we were there. So Correct. you'll you'll note that Ian didn't mention any rounds of the preserve. Correct. And I, I think, you know, jumping ahead to what we might do differently next time, I think if we were going to do it again, we would probably do 36, 36, and then maybe preserve only or yeah. 18 and preserve. Correct. We're, we're both pretty darn tired. And uh, three yeah. days of 36, some of you guys might be in excellent shape and be able to just go right through it but the the two of us were um making some pretty tired swings this afternoon it it was a it was a tough uh tough round this afternoon still enjoyed every minute it's hard not to at pacific dunes but uh but yeah definitely some tired swings um but ones that you know we were just like yeah we're not really just just tired just attribute it to being tired and that's just how it is um but it was a beautiful beautiful afternoon (laughs) it was sunny blue sky so we were pretty happy oh yeah can't, can't complain so let's jump into uh, each of the courses after a word from our season sponsor. So the first round of the trip, Ian, was Old McDonald, and you just said that I had never played it before. And it was one that I was very, very excited to see because so many people say that it's it's pretty much straight out of Scotland. Right. And I've heard people say that about courses a lot. And you were like, okay, like, you know, exactly. we'll see. Yeah. This is a Scottish course, or this is a Lynx course, and, you know, straight out of Scotland. Well... Old McDonald is hands down the closest to that that I've seen here in the states. And, and you played a lot of Scottish golf, has been you know mentioned very heavily. Uh, yeah, in past any, episodes. anyone who's who's listened knows. Um, yeah, I've played a ton of golf in Scotland. Lived over there. Went to college over there. And um, if you had dropped me off on say the the fifth green, and I didn't know where in the world I was, I would probably guess Scotland. And part of that is because there are kind of holes um, spread out, no trees, and you look out across this kind of massive golf landscape, and it's very difficult to make out kind of uh, distinct holes. Distinct holes that you think to yourself, like, whoa, what am I looking at? And then the only thing that kind of breaks up the landscape are little dotted, you know, yellow gorse bushes. Oh, and that's another thing to mention too. Uh, the gorse was in bloom uh, while we were there, just like this beautiful <clears> yellow. <throat> You'll see it in the pictures on social media, but just amazing. So go ahead. I had to mention that real quick. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true. It's um, especially in photos. It, it, it's very beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, but you look out and just as you would on the old course or the new course or really any of the traditional links courses, you almost have this thought at points in the round where you think, 
am I going to know where to go once I get out there? You know, it's just, it's very difficult. There are no corridors to speak of. Right. And because of that, it really, really felt like Scotland. It felt like Scotland even more after I had played it once and then thought the whole time, boy, if I was going to play this whole, yeah, again, I'd play it totally differently. And anyone who's been over to Scotland knows you feel that, you know, multiple times throughout any round in Scotland, you think, boy, yeah, this is quirky. I, I would totally do this differently next time, or I will do this differently next time. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about golf. Uh, you know, if a course or love about good courses, I should say, right. if a course reveals itself, you know, completely the first time, then there's much less draw uh, to go back. And, and I, I love courses that kind of tease it out over um, multiple rounds, multiple rounds. Yeah. And, Old Mac did that for me over only two rounds, and I already want to go back. And next time, you know, I'll learn more, and it'll be different again. Yeah, um, it's also worth noting too that for those who aren't familiar with with Old Mac and and its kind of uh, its main principle, um, it, it does take all the template ish holes like the Redan, the Road Hole, uh, they have a Beer Ritz, a lot of those. Um, a lot of those famous templates, that's kind of their take on, uh, this kind of Bannon's take on those templates. And they are kind of more rugged. They're not quite as angular as like the Seth Rayner style, you know, whatever. Um, but very Scottish feeling, kind of like the originals of a lot of those, uh, a lot of those holes. Yes. And it was Tom Doak and Jim Urbina Correct. Who, who designed the course. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, and I, that was my first kind of exposure to Bannon. You had been out before. This was my first, you know, first time out. Um, and that was the first course that we played, obviously. But uh, it was a good kind of foot in the water taste. And like you said, it kind of um, it, it's it, there were a lot of times I was glad I was playing it again uh, this trip where I was like, I would do that, hit that shot differently, play out to this angle more so and and, and hit in uh, from you know, this way. Um, and I attempted to do that the second time in a lot of places. Maybe, not, uh, <laughs> maybe didn't succeed but <laughs> a lot of the ways, but tried for sure. And that was even with a caddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after playing Old McDonald, our second round was Bandon Dunes. And for those that don't know, Bandon Dunes was the first course on the property. Mm-hmm. David McClay Kidd designed it. And it opened in 1999. So we're in the 20th anniversary year of Bandon Dunes which really is one of the main reasons that we were out there. I'm writing a big article in our upcoming 2019 fall print issue, and then Ian was doing a ton of social media. So that was the impetus for for being out there. But um, another reason we were there was David Kidd has been back recently. Um, He's taken out some bunkers on the Band of Dunes course. He's added some, and he's enlarged others. Um, so we kind of wanted to see that work that he's been doing ahead of the U.S. Amateur that's going to be there in 2020. So I had already played Band and Dunes. I knew what I was in for. Mm-hmm. Ian didn't. I want to throw it to you, Ian. What was it like? You know, it's your first um, first experience at Bandon of the true kind of cliffside right and, and I, I say that old mcdonald it doesn't really have the cliffside holes that, that you have abandoned right and i i saw your jaw kind of hit the ground as we rounded some of those corners so yeah. tell me about it oh it, i mean that's that's why you go to bannon uh that's the draw you, you're hitting off you know you're hitting next to these these 200 you know plus feet probably cliffs um it's it's so dramatic uh and 
I think the fourth hole you round that corner. Um, you know the the first three holes are, are great uh, as well, but you round that fourth hole that it's kind of a, an elbow, uh, elbow right, and then once you make that turn, it's just like this this reveal um, of of the ocean. You can kind of see it, but then you play right down to it uh, that hole, and you're just like, wow, like this is this is why you know this whole place exists. Like this this is this is special. Um, and there are a lot of holes like that. I think the the routing, um, uh, David Kidd did a really good job of the routing, um, of kind of like touching the uh, the cliffside holes and like bringing it back in, and then going back out and bringing it back in um, as kind of a good ebb and flow of like um, drama, and then just great golf holes, inland golf holes, and then going back out uh, for more drama, also great golf holes, but and then bringing it back in. I, I really thought that was cool um, and made for some really good golf. Uh, and that's kind of the uh, the catalyst for the whole resort. And like he, he nailed it. Um, he really did. So what, what did you think seeing it a uh, second time around? Yeah, I really, <clears throat> really enjoyed it. You know, I, I think seeing a golf course a second time anywhere is always valuable. Yeah. And I one of the things that I kind of take away from a golf course as, as making it great is if I pretty distinctly remember every hole in my mind and that I was surprised at how well I remembered everything, you know, three years later right. at Bandon, uh, at Bandon Dunes, you know, I, I would, we'll get into our favorite courses and, and everything later in this episode. Um, but that is way up there for me. I, I really, oh, really yeah. enjoyed the course. Let's jump now to Pacific Dunes. That was our third round that we played. Mm-hmm. And um, in many ways, it's tough to call it the flagship course. It is the most highly ranked course right. at Bandon. It is um, arguably the most dramatic course. It has kind of quirk and character that in some ways Bandon Dunes, the course doesn't have. Um, and it, it ticks a whole lot of boxes for me. Um, instead of doing what you were describing in where it kind of goes out to the water and teases you and comes back and goes out, there are just stretches of holes that run parallel to the coast and you get so darn close that, you know, in some fairways, you can kind of peek your head out over the the cliff, and then just kind of look straight down. You know, 150 feet or so down to the beach. Yeah, and you see people walking their dogs down there, and there are these tiny little specks. It it, it is as dramatic as it gets. Um, we talked a little bit about kind of categories of oceanfront courses. Right. You have the the courses like uh, Casa de Campo where you are literally down on the beach and the waves are kind of crashing up onto the tee boxes. Yeah. Then you have the the pebble beaches of the world, let's say that, uh, or King's Barns over in Scotland, which are a little higher up than that and kind of dip down toward the water and come back up, right. but aren't true on top of the, the cliffs. Pacific Dunes brings its drama by being way up there and still having the sandy lynx type soil um that you would expect down on the beach yeah no I, absolutely i think that's what um and again we're going to talk about favorite courses later uh later in the episode but if i had to pick one uh pacific dunes probably be it um just uh just by everything you just described i think the golf holes are are, are great 
um, the uh, the the way that it uses the coastline and like these big wide big wide fairways and and bringing the wind into it uh, and playing just parallel and running along that that really dramatic coastline. I think uh, Doak did a really good job of uh, of that and just. It's it was absolutely amazing, yeah. And you just said it, but before we forget to say it, um, that is a Tom Doak design. Yes, uh, yes. At, at Pacific Dunes. So jumping to the last round we played, our last kind course of different we, course right. we played, Bandon Trails. Totally different than yeah. <laughs> Completely different core and Crenshaw design, um, and it, it's kind of we have to add. Our breakfast experience this morning with our close personal friend with our close personal friend Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, <laughs> he is not either of our close personal friends. Yeah, um, he happened. Go ahead. Yeah, he just happened to be eating breakfast right next to us in in the band and trails clubhouse this morning, and we joked that now that we've quote unquote had breakfast together, he is our close, close personal, personal friend. friend. Yeah, and, and it, is it worth is it worth noting that he, we were the only three people in the clubhouse at that point? Yes, in the Red restaurant area. It, we had a 7.30 a.m. tea time, so we got there about 7. It was still dark outside. There were three people eating breakfast. Yeah. Ben Crenshaw, Ian, <laughs> and Graylin. <laughs> it, it was great. And it, we didn't really speak to him or bother him, but we did say hello, and he was very nice. You know, asked us how we were doing. That, that was one of the cooler experiences, uh, eating, eating breakfast next to him in the course that he designed. Like just kind of bringing everything together, really, really cool. But Do- anyway, doesn't get much better than no, that. No, it doesn't. Just absolute legend. But anyway, onto the course. It's it's fantastic. Totally different than the other three. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like at some points I was like in wine country in California, like kind of going up through the these these big tall um, big tall trees and almost Pine Valley esque in a, in some ways as well. Um, from, from what it seemed like, um, but definitely some wine country vibes. No oceanfront holes. Um, but you're re- set back pretty far right. from the ocean. But like with dramatic vistas, like the 14th is where uh, is where um, Mike Kaiser decided he was like, this is where I want to build this this resort. Um, there's a little point, there's a little plaque commemorating it, but um, but no oceanfront holes, uh, but some great vistas and some really really darn good golf holes as well. For <clears throat> for all of the openness and lack of definition in Old McDonald, Bannon Trails is almost the complete opposite you're playing through these corridors of very very tall evergreens big wide fairways though yeah and you know i'd say there are only a couple points on the course where you can see another hole from the hole you're on yeah and that's kind of what makes it fun you're playing up and down a mountainside yeah uh, up over a ridge and because of that it is a completely different flavor, and yeah. you know you you can imagine uh, going to a, a restaurant. You know, in this metaphor, the restaurant is a resort, and you have to eat. You know, every night is a variation on a ribeye. What Bandon Dunes does very well is gives you you know one Italian dish, one seafood dish, one steak, and you know, sushi. Right. And it's great because you go out there and you don't get bored playing those courses. Each is different. And then asking people about their favorites, 
you get this huge array of answers. I mean, people will say, oh, I love Bannon Trails. That's my favorite. I yeah. love Bannon Dunes. That's my favorite. Um, so leading into that, Ian, putting you on the spot, what's your favorite course at the resort? I, I, I mentioned it briefly, uh, Pacific Dunes, I would say. If I had to choose one, I, and this is all splitting hairs here, they're all really, really, really good golf courses. But I've had to pick one Pacific Dunes, and I believe I could be wrong, but I believe yours is the same. Yes, yeah, Pacific okay. Dunes is the same for me. I'm a sucker for oceanside courses, yeah, and you know, add in those dramatic views and add in the quirkiness with, uh, you know, different teeing options and uh, you know, a hole with an upper green and a lower green. And all of a sudden, you you kind of have this um, recipe that, that I absolutely love. Yeah, and and that was that's something worth noting too. Um, we played Pacific Dunes, like we said twice this trip, and there were some. I mean, we played to uh, the teeing areas were different vastly than you know from one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, totally different angles. Uh, Eleven. Um, no, sorry. Ten had a uh, has an upper tee and a lower tee, and the whole place totally different um, uh, from each from each tee. One's higher up, it's par three. One's higher up, kind of more exposed to the wind. The other sits kind of uh, down below, and one plays longer, one plays shorter, um, but the totally different hole. And I think that's really cool. Uh, the variability of uh, of the course and kind of moving those around. And um, nine has two greens, um, one lower, one upper as well. Um, and just, I think a really, really cool, uh, array of options on, on that course as well. Agreed. You know, it's, um, I love any time you can say to somebody, Hey, what's your favorite or say to a group, Hey, what's your favorite? And you get, you know, four different answers, Oh yeah. you know, that, that they've done something right. And, you know, it's no one course kind of sings louder than the others. They, they all complement one another. Um, but Pacific Dunes would be my favorite. I think Bandon Dunes follows that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say Old McDonald followed by Bandon Trails. And those are all very <clears throat> close to one another. I think, you know, the best way to do favorites in my mind is splitting 10 rounds. Yeah. And I think I would do two rounds at Trails, two rounds at Old McDonald three rounds at Bannon Dunes, three rounds at, at Pacific Dunes. Yeah. And that's just how, how good it is. Um, I, I, I say that, um, you know, I'd love to be a contrarian and, you know, throw some random thing in there where I say all 10 rounds at trails, all 10 <laughs> rounds at Bandon trails. Um, but I, I, I think at the end of the day, put me beside the ocean on a blue sunny day where I can hear giant waves crashing and I'm, I'm going to be a happy man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And and my we kind of talked about this and I in an ideal world, my uh, split 10 rounds would be very similar to yours, but maybe even identical. But I'll be uh, I'll mix up a little. I'll go. I'll go four Pacific, three Bandon Dunes, uh, two Trails, one Old Mac. Um, and the, the, again, all splitting hairs here. Um, and I'd love to split them more, uh, split the rounds more evenly if you could, but that's not the, that's not the game, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, like I said, they're all fantastic golf courses. All have so much to offer, but, um, kind of like what you said, just those, those oceanfront holes are hard to turn down. Um, and they're just, they're so, so good. Agreed. So 
I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll talk about what I would do differently um, next time. And then I, I think it will go to you and then we'll wrap it up and, and leave some of our other thoughts for part two. But if we were going to do anything differently, I would say probably play a little bit less golf. Um, we packed a lot in. Maybe do 18, 36, 18 preserve and obviously the preserve what wasn't on our wasn't on the cards but um i think that's what we would probably do we also um just a quick note each clubhouse apart from old mcdonald has a restaurant option in it and we um we tried pretty much everywhere we ate dinner um multiple nights at mckee's pub uh, which was kind of the most laid back kind of bar scene. Yeah. And I think we really enjoyed that. I would probably take out one of those McKee's, uh, McKee's pubs rounds and go up and have dinner at the abandoned trails clubhouse. Yeah. I believe they do dinner up there. I think um, so. Yeah. That after this morning, and maybe it was because we ate right next to Ben Crenshaw yeah. and that, that just kind of put stars in my eyes. Yeah. But I think that's my favorite clubhouse with that view and kind of an open kitchen. Um, but that's where you would find me. And, you know, Ben, if you hear this next time, I'll give you a shout and, and, and I'll just sit down at your table with you. <laughs> it's like the misconnection thing. <laughs> it's, it's like Ben Crenshaw. I was the guy sitting, sitting there. Get, get, give me a call. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk golf with you. <laughs> yeah. So what would you do differently? Um, yeah, so I, I would agree. I would say play less golf, um, which sounds kind of it sounds funny, but we did pack a lot into three days, thirty six a day. Um, I'm sitting here like kind of half massaging my feet, um, <laughs> and you know it's 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 a lot of golf. We had a you know had a blast, but I think we would just once on each course. Now that we've seen uh, seen all of them, is 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 enough. Um, and then go out to preserve, and I think reserve some time to go uh, to the punch bowl. Um, do preserve, uh, kind of sample all the restaurants, like you said, too. McKee's is great, but uh, we did three nights in a row there, which we did something different kind of every night. But uh, that was really cool. Spend some time just like soaking in everything that you can. And that's it. We did, uh, we ought to mention the bunker bar. Oh, yeah. We celebrated your birthday with a couple cigars yes, down in yes, the bunker we did. bar. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really talk about the punch bowl, but the punch bowl is yeah. the large putting course um, with drink stands and all yes. uh, at the Pacific Dunes Clubhouse. And the Himalayas over in Scotland is really the first, uh, I guess, putting course, right. um, kind of fun putting course. But Bandon Dunes had the next real kind of modern resort one. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were others out there and people can correct us, but uh, yeah. they built the punch bowl and that then started this flood where you, you have, um, you know, Thistle Dew at Pinehurst. Um, Sand Valley, I believe, has their version. I know Stream Song has their version. How about the Black Horse? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what I would say is, go out there take a chance on you know the weather not being great in the spring uh but we really enjoyed it and we had a a great time at a time of year where it's not as expensive to go yep um as the the height of summer but with that ian let's wrap this up we're gonna have part two and we're gonna talk about uh future plans at bannon we're gonna very exciting yeah we're gonna have 
our interview with Shu um, dropped in there, and then we'll add a couple more personal points from the trip. But for those who have questions, um, we have not recorded all of that part two yet. So send us your your thoughts and your questions to letters at linksmagazine.com or reach out to us at links, well, anywhere on social media where we are <laughs> at links magazine. And we will try and answer some of those on, on the second, uh, you know, part of this if, if we hear from you guys. Other than that, um, I want to say thank you to our caddy, John. Thank you to Man. everybody uh, who was very, very nice and um, hospitable out at Bandon. Shout out to Michael. Yep. Michael, thank you. And other than that. I, I think I'm about to, to crash. We have a 6.02 a.m. flight tomorrow morning. And it is now 10.51 It's 10.51. So we're going to wrap this up and hit the bed. Yeah, that's all about, all about all my brain can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I will see you shortly. <laughs> Until next time.